Hello, everyone, and welcome. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-day parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. How we doing, my man? Thank you for joining me today. How's your day going so far? Oh, it's going good. I'm on the West Coast, so it just started. So, you know, <laughs> I got plenty of day to go today. You know, I'm in uh I'm in I'm in mountain time, so it's I'm just getting going here as well. Like everyone I, I feel like everyone we talk to is an East Coaster, so you know what I mean? So we're always operating, you know. They're just like, Oh yeah, you good for that 10 a.m., 11 a.m. uh broadcast? You're like, I guess, I guess I'll get up. <laughs> I'm a bartender as well. So, you know, it was a late night for me last night. So I'm, I'm my brains. I feel like running a little slow today, but we'll, we'll make it. We will. I mean, it's, it's what we do on the West coast. Apparently, like I said, I think you said just right now, everybody's on the East. <laughs> and I'm starting yeah. shows at like nine. Yeah, <laughs> or we, we, we need some more West coast people out here, but thank you for joining me, Davis. It's great to have you on. Um, we're going to talk some underdog today, but yeah, man, it's been a crazy week, man. These injuries are nuts. Like Cooper cup on IR, Dallas Goddard on IR, McCole Hardman just went on IR. It's, it's some tough breaks for me. We were just, we were just talking about before the show that some of my, some, a lot of people's underdog uh, team, uh, best ball teams died to this week. Unfortunately, it's died. It died, especially with Cooper cup. That's a huge one. Because you can get um, by, you know, losing maybe Marquise Brown or something. Yeah. But like Cooper Cup was a free 15 to 22 points in half PPR every week. And I don't know how you replace that with Nico Collins and, and, and Paris Campbell with your bottom two picks. <laughs> Man, I mean, those, those you know, the, yeah. I mean, Paris Campbell's, you know, he, he's had a hell of a couple weeks. But, yes, if you spent – there's a lot of people who spent the 1-1 on Cooper Cup. So it's just like, well, yeah, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I know Justin Jefferson kind of slid ahead of him on in the end of the, end of the summer there, but for the bulk of the summer, it was Cooper Cup going in that 1-1-1-2 one, 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 in draft. So I do feel for those people. Cooper Cup plus Chase are all gone. I mean, the only wide receiver that was drafted in the first that's still alive is technically um, just Justin Jefferson and some digs. Some digs. Dig, dig. Yeah, Devontae Adams was getting in there in the late, one, you two. know, depending on the draft. So, you know, you have some of those guys, but yes – you know, the zero running back guy, you know, some of those zero running back guys aren't laughing so hard now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, some of those Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, even in the later summer, looking pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Just before we dive in, I had a best, I have one best ball team. I'm pretty excited. You know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Alvin Kamara all on the same team. I'm hoping, I'm hoping going running back heavy can get me a unique lineup there. But I got Saquon Barkley in the third round in a best ball mania draft here about July. So I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. Good. Those, those, dude, the, Saquon had the craziest value mm-hmm. early on, open on BBM one, uh, BBM three at the beginning. You're talking about yeah, third round, second round for a good portion. And then that's it. Nick Chubb. There's teams right now that have like CMC, like Saquon, Nick Chubb. And I'm just like, well, well I lost. Like, yeah. I hope you, I hope you drafted like, you know, every broken receiver in Allen Robinson right now. I hope you yeah, have right. Because it's no way you're going to beat that. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, see, that's the one thing. Yes, if, if I did Nick Chubb instead of, I had Nick Chubb instead of Alvin Kamara, I'd be, I'd be in great shape right now. But alas, Fun but you, you have any favorite teams right now that are looking good? 
Uh, Rip, we're going to have a fun fact, though. Alvin Kamara has actually been a best ball champion before. That's how the first BBM one was won. They won through Alvin Kamara being the only Alvin Kamara left in the uh, best ball. Oh, man. And then it was that was that when he scored like five touchdowns yep. in championship week? Oh, yep. I bet. Oh, my it gosh. Was, uh, it was Alvin Kamara. K- KJ Handler was a difference maker. Uh, go. That wasn't well, even sorry, stressful. Even, yeah. That so, I mean, so, you never know. You could be that guy that has that random Alvin Kamara that takes off. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm jealous. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping I got, I didn't do a ton of best. Ball. I, I only did like 14 best ball. I mainly maxed out on puppies and, and Pomeranian next year. I'm going to get big into the best ball mania. I was, I was trying to be a little more, I was trying to dabble into underdog and I was getting a little more conservative with it, but next year going crazy with it, but okay. it's great to have you on. You know what? Actually first today, um, underdog actually released a new, uh, brand new, uh, well, you know, they used, they did it last year, but you know, they're just starting it for this year too early wild card, uh, best ball. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's uh, 5,616 entries, 150 max, uh, $10 per entry, six-person drafts. I got you. It's got a $10,000 grand prize. Um, these uh, Best Ball Mania drafts have – or not Best Ball Mania drafts. The two early wildcard drafts have 10 roster spots, one quarterback, one running back, uh, two wide receivers slash tight end. So tight end is not a mandatory position. One flex and five bench, half PPR. Um, yes, I, you know, I've been dabbling this this week. You know, it, it, these are super interesting drafts because, you know, you're, you're playing through each round of, of the playoffs here. So we're, we're looking for high – we're looking for guys going to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, you know, have you uh, – I know you said uh, we, ha- we haven't done too many of these yet, but, um, you know, do you have any just like overarching strategies that you'll be looking for as, you know, as because I know you've seen these before. Oh, man. I mean, you you made, you said the biggest thing right there. It was all about getting to the Super Bowl. Like, if your team gets to the Super Bowl, sure, you could draft that same team, AFC and NFC, over and over. But your goal isn't to have the most points to, you know, I got to get these guys that are going to help me win it through. You do need some, right? Let's say Miami, you have to figure out who can get to the division, sorry, the conferences, and who needs to get to the Super Bowl. Because without the Super Bowl matchup, it doesn't matter. Even if it's the worst players, you know, Let's say in some, you know, some way the Jets make Super Bowl, right? And it's just this, this really, really bad team that's out there. But you still need them because otherwise you're not going to make any of the money. So you need to predict what's going to get far, what's going to get to the end, and that's all that really matters. Because the guy who won last year, he won with just like three players, I think, three or four at the end of it. Really? So the team whittled down. Yeah, I mean, you have to. The team whittles down down the road because you're not going to have all of everything. You're going to have whatever's left over. Interesting, you know, because I, you know, I've been trying to focus on really trying to carry five or six guys. You know, I want six players in that Super Bowl matchup. So, you know, I've been really trying to like, I, I've been trying to just to draft two or three teams, like really, maybe you know, maybe four, like if I just got on one player or something like that. But really, just trying to like focus on uh, matchups. I see guys getting the Super Bowl, so you know, drafting a lot of Vikings, Chiefs, or Vikings, uh, Bills. You know, trying to focus. You know, uh, Miami. You know. Uh, Philadelphia trying to get a lot of these teams, you know, getting two or three guys from each of these teams so I can have some guys in the Super Bowl. You know, I'm, I'm really avoiding players that I don't like. Derrick Henry is going early. I know the Titans, you know, they're looking good. Hey, the Titans are salty. They are so well coached. They're, you know, they're performing, you know, way outperforming expectations. But I'm not interested in Derrick Henry as a top end running back when I don't think he's going to be advancing very far in the playoffs. What do you think about that? No, I agree. I mean, we've seen the Titans do this over and over again, right? Win division, win division, and then just get knocked out in wild card or or get knocked out by the Chiefs. That's, that's their mo right now. We get we play the Chiefs, we lose to the Chiefs every year. So, it you're a Titans fan, me. huh? You're a Titans fan. No, I'm a Dolphins oh. fan. So I, oh, I don't know what the Dolphins look like. 
<laughs> I'm a fan yeah, of Tana Hill, though. So, you know, I always root for him to, like, have success. And he had some last night. And I, I had some since he left us. And I'm happy for him. Yeah, but, you know, they're, they're, they play great. You know, yeah, they're they're a tough team. I just can't believe Mike Vrabel, you know, has them in the thick of the playoff hunt this year. You know, Ryan Tannehill's throwing, you know, to Traylon Burks and no one else. So it's, it's really surprising. Yeah, so I, I see you're right, though. Like, I wouldn't take any Derek Henry right now. I mean, like, I know that most of the roster is going to play. Your goal is to have the most of the roster playing in this Super Bowl. But I, I think the odds of that happening are really tough. And then you do get enough players that you can whittle it into it. So I think the strategy of taking to AFC, NFC, the finals is the best move. You got to sprinkle in some heavy hitters, I think, though. can help out a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm I'm saving those for the back end. You know, if I can get you know you know tra- you know Traylon Burks, you know somebody somebody somebody's going to get eliminated early, kind of in those later rounds. You know, to try to get bo- booster me up, get me in those later playoff rounds. I, yeah, that's where I'm focusing on those guys. But I'm really trying to stick to those two, you know, two or three different teams. Try to make my Super Bowl matchups. You know, like if I start dra- if I get a Viking and a Chief early, I'm really going to try to get two or three of those guys because you know that's the play that's the Super Bowl matchup that I'm going to predict with my team because you know we're going for high end outcomes here. So. You know, yeah, um, I just feel like, yeah, you, if, you, if a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of the other teams I see drafted, you know, they're getting players from seven, you know, six or seven different teams, and that's just not going to play at the end no when, when most of those teams are eliminated, right? It's a DFS, so you have to do stacks. You need your stacks. You need you need reason. I would say, like, top to bottom, Super Bowl, conferences, if a team could even get in those, that's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch any team I didn't believe was going to get to conference. Yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah, exactly. What's, what's how I'm the doing. gonna do for you? You know, like, oh man, Daniel Jones has 40 yards and loses. Like, this is this is great. Like, that, you know, doesn't help me. 40 points and loses doesn't do me any good. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'll just have them for that one week, and that's not where the big money's won. So yeah, um, you're shooting for high end outcomes here. So yeah, the big important thing is how you stick between two or three different teams, and you know, like the Vikings, Eagles, Chiefs, and Bills, uh, and you know, the Dolphins. To a certain extent, you know, th- those are the guys, those are the teams that I, you know, I want to focus on, you know, may- uh, maybe the Bengals too. You know, a lot of those teams are, are teams that I'm giving premium value to those players because I think that they have a chance to go deep in the playoffs. Um, you know, yeah, Chief- Chiefs and Bills, you know, really slamming them. Yeah, Vikings, Eagles, yeah, those particularly I think are some, you know, you want to give a lot of value to those players because I think, you know, those are the lot, you know, likely you're getting the Super Bowl teams among those. I can't believe someone's rooting for the Vikings on this, man. The Vikings have always found a way to disappoint. <laughs> they always do, and I and here's the thing, I love the Vikings. I do. I've I've betted on them in the past. I've taken props for them, and they always find a way to to remind NFL fans that they're the Vikings. Like <laughs> some they're one kick away somewhere of losing, or you know, and it's sad because I feel I feel for them. You know, like as as a Dolphins fan that's had Tom Brady run amok on us, I understand a Vikings fan that has Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre running amok on them. Okay, so I hope they get it, but you know, I'm taking I'm taking some Eagles. I think I'm taking Eagles. I'll probably take some, you know, Vikings, and maybe even for a long shot bet, you know, take some guys at NFC West. NFC West went really all in on in, with the 49ers, and it wouldn't be yeah. surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers found their way back into a that conference. was the team I was forgetting. I was I knew I was forgetting a team. That was the one. I mean, even the Seahawks, man, like we, you, you can sit there and say anything about any of these teams that, oh, you know, they're not as good as these other two. But we just watched a couple of years ago, Nick Foles come in and win a Super Bowl. So, you know, like imagine if someone took any Eagles, because there's no way that year when someone would take, an, uh, you know, any Eagles to go further than wild card or the first playoff match, right? 
No one's taking them for conference. No one's taking them for Super Bowl champion. Besides Eagle fans. <laughs> Besides Eagles fans, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's some value to be had there. And uh, yeah, the, the 49ers are one that I forgot to say that I've been getting, you know, I've been doing some stacks with. I've been getting some, you know, you're getting some good value there, but just because their, their uh, record's not right up there with the Eagles or Vikings right now. So I think that's another good one as well. I mean, I, I would be betting on some 49ers. I'm, I'm not a Niners fan by any means, but Brandon Ayuk, CMC, Debo Samuel. I feel like the trickery gets really crazy in playoffs, right? Like the trick plays come out, the, 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 you know, the wheelhouse opens. Like I would take some Debo. I mean, he's sure he's had a crummy regular season, but would it surprise you if Debo did, you know, rushing touchdowns and some trick plays that could have slate, you know, broken some slates in the playoffs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get some big, yeah, he's going to have some big games down there. And I think Debo is actually somebody, I think when we get into some value players is somebody I had written down, um, you know, and I have actually, you know, one of the first player I had written down here, um, you know, going over to the Seattle, you know, talking about the NFC West is, you know, Geno Smith is the quarterback 12 in this. And yeah, I think that's pretty good value. You know, the Seahawks are playing really good ball right now. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I just, I think there's just a lot to unpack here still. I think the there, there's so just, much. Only division I think I'm completely out on is the NFC South. But you never know. I mean, Tom I mean, Brady can have this, you know, Cinderella story the same way Peyton Manning did on his final year. That's what I mean. I think the Bucks are some value play. I have some Bucks as some value players just because, um, yeah, the, the, that division is so bad that the Bucks are going to end up getting into the playoffs. And so, yeah, the, their value is pretty depressed right now. You know, it's funny as I actually had a, Aaron Rodgers as a value pick before last. I, I'd written down my I had written down my notes here. I had Aaron Rodgers as a value pick because I thought he'd win last night, and I thought you know they they, they might they still could get in the playoffs. Uh, I think that's over now. Uh, you know he was the quarterback twenty three, and I just thought oh man, but it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but man, yeah, I think that's over. Uh, the the Packers are not, are not going to make the playoffs. I don't think anymore. So that's the no, you know, yeah, out. Yeah, it's seven losses already. That, that's tough to project them. They'd have to win every game and then, you know, probably get some help from there. So I think, yeah, that's out. I also have Joe Burrow written down here. Quarterback not quarterback nine. He has uh, quarterback won seven of nine games this year. Um, the, you know, we saw that the Bengals went on a run last year in the playoffs. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? I, I think so. Actually, it's actually really entails to what I do for best ball. Um, I know for a while people gave a lot of crap to Tua, Carson Wentz. Um, Daniel Jones, right, and and the, and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins gets a lot of crap too, and I and I say this every time for guys like them. It's do you see them with the weapons they have, with the weapons they have, able to throw three touchdowns? Yeah, Joe yeah. Burrow, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for Joe Burrow, Tua, you know, Patrick Mahomes with Juju and whatever the heck he has right now. Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, uh, KJ Osborne coming into the season, like. Yes, I could see this guy throwing three touchdowns randomly, right? So if I look at Joe Burrow, I just go, yeah, I see him throwing three touchdowns. And that alone, most of the time, is better than most stats, right? Short of a guy running 200 yards like Justin Fields. But against average NFL, a guy throws three touchdowns, that's almost a weak winner. Because the person who throws two is just never going to beat you unless they we throw away more picks or we fumble a lot. And to top it off, Joe Burrow's a, a yardage guy. So he's never getting three touchdowns and – 240 yards he's not efficient he's a slinger so you're getting 300 you know three touchdowns and 340 yards 320 yards mm-hmm. and that will give you the edge and if you're saying he's a value buy because he's definitely probably at the bottom i would take him all day like i i, I a healthy jamar chase you know hobbled healthy jamar chase t higgins Tyler boyder 
the trio. I know most franchises would kill to have a trio like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I can't like, I I'm a chiefs fan. I'm a little spoiled, but man, I can't, I, I just want, I just want one of these guys for Patrick Mahomes, like just uh, Juju Smith Schuster is, at, you know, has been performing fantastic. Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, man, that one of those Justin Jefferson T Higgins guys in that late first round that just hit, that's, that's what I want for my Chiefs soon. But you with the way that wide receiver contracts are going, I think we see it's a trend that we see going forward. I think we see those wide receivers get bumped up quite a bit. Um, into that first round, you know, early first round, all those top wide receivers. So I don't think we'll see as many of those value picks going forward. Um, yeah, one other note I had here is that uh, uh, the Bengals have gone from 17 last year to pass plays per game to eight this year. So we're seeing a lot more passing from the Bengals this year. Joe Burrow um, having a lot more of those high end outcomes with a lot more volume. So I had some avoids written down here as well. Justin Court- Herbert, quarterback 12. I just don't think it's their year. I just don't think that they're going to advance very far in the playoffs. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't think Cleveland is making the playoffs. He's the quarterback 13. That doesn't make much sense to me. Matthew Stafford at quarterback 17. Again, I don't believe the Rams are going to make the playoffs. And Justin Fields, quarterback 19. All those reasons, just guys, I just don't see making the playoffs. And I just, yeah, I just don't think you should waste any of your time picking them. Yeah, those those are just dead picks, right? They don't make the playoffs. That means they don't contribute points. It's done. If they make the playoffs and don't make it far, then they contribute little points. You know, it's just a waste of your time. Yeah, and you know this is why you know you're get, you're getting a lot of just by putting some thought process into the, these drafts, you're gaining a big advantage. You know, you, um, these guys are all players who are going within drafted ADP. Um, so you know, if you're sticking present in your drafts, don't let yourself get auto drafted. You know, I I am I'm bad about that sometimes. It's so easy to do an underdog draft that you get busy doing something else, you forget a pick. Uh, here, you don't want to do that because you will get stuck on likely a guy who might not make the playoffs probably. So, um, Yeah, if you're autopiloting, that's, a, that's what we call it when you start drafting too many teams. You start to autopilot. You're going there, you're like, well, this is where I would normally get this guy. This is where I normally pick up CD Lamb. This is where I normally do this. Mm-hmm. And then your team looks like everybody else's team because everybody else is doing the same thing. You got to you gotta get weird with it. Like I started Darius, Darius Slayton last year because I thought it would be – hilarious against troy king you gotta do something a little bit different they projected it for like 1.8 points and i was like i know he's gonna do more than that it's Darius slayton he's a guy that to catch three and that's all i need catch three for 100 yards absolutely yeah you know you gotta get a little different and um yeah like i said just putting some thought process into these drafts i think is really gonna help um you know on the running back position here uh dalvin cook rb4 you know i think he's a little bit coming into his own um He's been a top 14 running back in six or seven, his last six or seven games. So, yeah, you know, it seemed like it was a little bit disappointing to start the year, but Dalvin Cook's coming into his own a little bit. He's, he's been an interesting player. I did a, a sell high on him a couple weeks ago, and, and I will admit it, it was a bad sell high. Um, but he had some of the weirdest touchdowns, right? Like the game where Justin Jefferson falls into the you know one-yard line twice, and then, you know, Dalvin Cook just happens to run it in. It's like he has two touchdowns. He has a great week, and you know he gets sixty yards uh, off of like 20, 20 touches. I was like, that's not a good week on real life football, um, but for fantasy, it will be because you fell to the end zone two times, and that's all it takes. And I feel like David Cook has continuously done that, where you'll have like a big run and then like tw- nineteen terrible runs, and it's like, oh, that big run, uh, you know, I think he did last week. It was like ninety yards for a touchdown or something or 80 yards at a touchdown, but every other run he did before that was just terrible. 
it's it's been a weird year for running backs like you know i remember people were dancing on the running back graves you know like in five you know the first five weeks of the season you know it was just like hey yeah running backs dead you know what i mean and then and then you know it seems like we've gotten a little bit more back to normal austin eckler christian McCaffrey, Quan barkley these guys are having a significant impact alvin cook's entering that conversation as well um Another guy, I you know, I'm, I must be on the Bengals just because I think they're a good team and have a shot of going far in the playoffs. You know, they're kind of one of those outsider picks. Uh, Joe Mixon's the RB9. Uh, you know, he's received, you know, I know we were talking about the increased possibility, but he still has 20-plus opportunities in six of nine games this year. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been efficient, and that's fine, but he's getting them. And that's an opportunity is king. And I just, as mm-hmm. much as I just crapped on Dalvin Cook a second ago, I have to say the same thing for Joe Mixon, right? Like, you could have 19 terrible touches, but as long as you get that one big one, you know, 30 yards of receiving, five catches, that's points. And that usually is enough to get you by. And if you think Joe Mixon gets to the Super Bowl again, I, I couldn't see why not. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Super Bowl again. Like, I don't see why not drafting him. Because that's, that's what, you know, RB9, that's super late for a team that has a shot at the playoffs, that has a team to get further down. I mean, it's almost, as like I said, a lot of these are kind of no-brainers. And, and it says it in the beginning of the title. It's way too early wild card, way too early. So you're drafting in hopes that you can outsmart or get lucky with your, your competition. Yeah. Um, you know, that's some great advice. You know, we just had Andrew Robb uh, join and he's, uh, you know, we, we used to do these underdog uh, pods together and uh, he's going to be dropping an underdog battle Royale article tomorrow. Give that a check out on SGPN. So good to have you in Andrew. Uh, you know, the last name I had here was uh, Jarek McKinnon for my Chiefs, uh, you know, RB21 and uh, five in five of nine games. He's been a, no, I'm sorry, d- different notes there uh, Four, you know, just four game potential, eight targets and two and two plus games this year. And uh, man, I, I just yeah, like him as a guy who is an RB21 who can give me four games, you know, going to the Super Bowl, another player in there. I like him there. I mean, for uniqueness purpose, I could see it. Um, he does catch a lot. Of receptions i think he all he did was catch the receptions last week right it was like yeah mm-hmm. i think it, the touchdowns are probably what's going to kill him he had a couple in the beginning saved me and my some of my best ball teams and i took a lot of mckinnon in the last round uh like the last two rounds and he's been saving himself putting contribution points up it does scare me that if he keeps going uh but we'll, i'll have to check down the road if i actually think he will i would rather i think grab mm-hmm. someone like raheem mostert or something uh but that's if I believe the Dolphins go further. I think they would probably be more interesting. Or maybe grab Isaiah Pacheco, who's going a little bit ahead of him. I think he's like RB16 right now in the Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I want something I think about will have the actual role. Because there's so much splitting at this point that does a split situation still equivalent top fantasy points? And I, I feel like it's going to be tough. So at that point, you're banking for these guys to make Super Bowl. Which, yeah. to be fair, the Chiefs have done it so multiple yeah. times. Yeah, you know, I just think there's a great chance for him to make the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, I don't think McKinnon's going to have, you know, he's not going to have a great game every game in the playoffs. That's thing that's not going to happen. But I think you can get a game or two out of him in the playoffs where he has a spike couple game or two if he can get in the end zone. So I think there's some opportunity there. Um, just some quick avoids that I have for the running back position. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the RB11. I mean, the guy got four snaps, not even an opportunity last week. Uh, Derek Henry at the RB3. I just don't think there's a lot of room. You know, the Titans have been playing great this year, but I just don't think there's more than a one game. You know, more than likely you're only getting one game out of Derrick Henry there. And um, I also had Nick Chubb as the RB18, just somebody who's not, once again, not going to make the playoffs. 
No, that's that's a hundred percent fair. I also think um one that I'm a little worried about is uh, Miles Sanders right now. He's RB two. I think that one just doesn't make any sense to me because even if they make it far, like what has Miles Sanders realistically done on a on a game per game basis, right? Like last week he would disappointed you. You know, Jalen Hurts rushes it in. Kenneth Gainwell catches the ball. Uh, Boston Scott goes in. Like, has Miles Sanders had a multiple touchdown game this season? Uh, does Miles Sanders have a multiple touchdown game this season? Let's look. Let's look that up really quick. Think, you know, sleeper just lets me pull these stats up so fast. Yeah, but I'm just I I I don't remember if he does. I remember games where they all got a touchdown. Where all yes, he does. The, one. Yeah, one. One. Right, one so in week four. Yeah, so he has one over ten weeks. Well, nine if you count his buy. So it's not reliable to me. I would rather take a shot on. So, we know the Eagles will make the playoffs. We know the Eagles will make a run for it. But I'd rather have Gainwell, who's going way later than Sanders. Yeah, if I think if I think the Eagles make the Super Bowl, I would rather have Gainwell than I have Sanders because I could draft, hopefully, the AFC running back, and then have their. If I had to grab them, I would have their running back that I think might just do a little bit more. I don't know. It just seems off to me because Sanders hasn't been used at all. I mean, he wasn't used last week either. I think he had. Four touches for 26 yards or something like that. Something, something terrible. I have you know, uh, Miles Sanders, 12 rushes for 54 yards last week. Oh, yeah. He got it towards the end. He had it towards mm-hmm, the end. Yeah. But it was really, really bad because he didn't hit my my prop bet at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even close. He was over it, He had prop it, at 76. Yeah. I mean, it's just been kind of, it's been kind of meddling performance. You know, he, uh, before this, he had 14 points, 13 points, 15 points, uh, you know, just kind of standard, you know, solid, but not, not spectacular numbers. So there's certainly room for another running back to uh, gain some traction in the offense. I mean, tell me RB two though. That's crazy. I would, I would take a shot at anybody else. Yep. I, I agree. That is a little high for me too. Um, you know, uh, I have the Smokey the Cat cat here popping in. Uh, he's uh, he's just asking us a quick question. Uh, for, I think just a quick start and sick question here. What's up, guys? Who are we flexing? Pacheco, Gus Edwards, or Elijah Mitchell? Um, you know, for this week, I'm just trying to think of the matchups here. Oh, man, it, it would be Elijah Mitchell or Pacheco for me. Um, man, Elijah Mitchell, I think, is the safer bet. I think if you if you just want eight or nine points, I think Elijah Mitchell is more close to get that for you. But if you're looking for upside, if you need 15 or 20 points, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're down or you're projected to lose your matchup by a lot, I would consider Pacheco. I, I'm probably going to go Eli, 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 Elijah Mitchell. Um, I mean, they used him well enough. He got a ton of run in for a guy that returned. I don't see the same for Gus Edwards, who returned, left, returned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenyon Drake is actually performing, which is annoying for me because I have a lot of Gus Edwards. Uh, and they split it really well. And, you know, like, and I was telling some of this earlier on the, another show. I was like, hey, I get it. We want CMC to have 35 touches. We want CMC to catch 10 balls, throw another touchdown. But let's be real here. Like, this is real football versus fantasy. So we have to play around real rules. So we have to assume they want to rest the guy they just gave the house up for. A little bit, you know, yeah, you have to give it until a little bit. And they know they don't trust Jimmy G to really sling the ball more than 25 to 30 times. So give me Elijah Mitchell. Like, I think his touches matter a lot. They did really mm-hmm. well last week. And they're going against the Cardinals, which I think is like a bottom level defense on both ends. Wait, yeah, they're going against the Cardinals this weekend. They're going against the Cardinals. They're a bottom end defense on kind of both ends right now. And they have Colt McCoy. 
I can see this game trying to be chugged out pretty fast. It, you got Monday too, so it's got we'll get more rest for all these guys also. Yeah, um, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, he, you know, he's going to be a part of that offense, you know, to the detriment of CMC. You know, I did, I've been talking about Pacheco a lot this week, though. I just think that there's no, there's not a starting running back who's just sitting on the waiver wire right now like Pacheco is in a lot of leagues. Um, I know it hasn't translated to fantasy points last week, but he is very, you know, when you watch those games, he is explosive. He, he you know, he, he has an element of that game that McKinnon um, and CH don't simply have. McKinnon's very fast, but he doesn't have that power that um, Pacheco has. So I think. Um, you know, just you're talking about a guy with some potential down is we're getting to these colder months and the Chiefs are going to have to throw a bit more. I, I definitely want to keep uh, Pacheco stashed on my bench. Maybe not this week yet, but I think he could have some big weeks coming up. Uh, you know, just I'll, I'll go over these names, just list these stuff for you. Tell me some of your favorite ones just so we can get into the battle royale here. But for the wide receivers, I had um, T Higgins, you know, wide receiver, uh, tight end 23. You know, I say wide receiver, tight end because, again, he's playing. Because you, they're uh, yeah. There's no tight end position, so they're you know they're ranked together, the tight end and wide receivers. So, T. Higgins, he's the wide receiver, tight end, twenty three. Um, I had McCole Hardman. He um he's his. Uh, I had him written down here as the wide receiver, tight end, twenty nine. He'll be back by the playoffs. That I might not take him quite there anymore because I think Kadarius Tony's going to get his opportunity to kind of take over in this offense. But I still think Hardman does have some value. That's going to dip past even 29 now. You're going to get him deep in the 30s, probably one of your last round picks. I would consider McCool Hardman because he can get you a big game in there. TJ Hawkinson, wide receiver, tight end slash 24. You know, just guys, you know, with three to four game potential again. You know, and he has 19 targets in his last two games. Um, you know, uh, Cooper Cup, obvious wide receiver, 22 when I was doing these yesterday. That's an easy avoid. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, wide receiver, you know, um, did I, that, I haven't been written down as a wide receiver. That can't be right. Wide receiver three. I mean, if that if that's actually right, and I just man, goodness, that's no, 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 no. he's way down there. He's wide receiver thirty-one. I think. He oh, so I was missing my one. Okay, perfect. I was just like, why does he? What? I was just like, but yeah, again, guy avoid. Um, just because yes, that he's not going to make the playoffs. Uh, and then yeah, those were my major avoids there. So. Yeah, the, this is just a super interesting format, you know, excited to get out. So, yeah, just take advantage and don't get these guys who are, you know, just going to be right out of the playoffs immediately or guys who are not even going to make the playoffs. So just make your smart decisions. Shoot for some guys who are going to go deep into the playoffs. Um, well, with that, we will get into the battle royale. But first, we're just going to pay this last round of bills really quick. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards and rights are at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so that we know we sent you. Offer subjects change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, and with that, we will dive into this week's battle royale slate. Um, you know, this this is the main this is the main topic of what I usually get into every single week. So usually, I start off with um, just starting off with some of my favorite games to target here as I flip through my notes and try to find them here. Yeah, 
Um, the first one I had up here is the obvious one of the week. Uh, or, you know, it's it's obvious now. It's, it's, it sounds like a horrible matchup, but it, it's it's the popular one here. Bears versus Falcons. Uh, it's going to be popular. It, it sounds crazy just compared to where we were a few weeks ago. But um, the over-under is 50 on this game. I think that might be the highest of the slate. What do you think? I, I find that really interesting because if you're taking this, you're you're taking the 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 bear side. I like I can't see any Falcon like putting up amazing numbers. I don't know. I don't know. I just I look at Kyle Pitts and I'm like, oh yeah, two for eight. Uh, I look at Cordero Patterson who was you know benched last week. I look at it, it's also a three headed running back core now. So it's now because the other two guys have actually gotten more work. You know, Caleb and uh, Algier. So I'm like, do I want Drake London? Do I want Mariota? I don't think I want anybody on that side. But I would take all the fields. I would take all the fields I could, right? Like, that guy is trying to make a name for himself. He's on a hot streak. You would take all the fields, mm -hmm. take some pop shots at maybe Cole Komet because he is on fire too, chase the points a little bit. But that's it. I got. I don't feel comfortable with any of the other guys. I don't think Darnell Moody gets a two-touchdown game, right? Like, and if... You know, Equinus St. Brown does something. Do you think he puts up Darius Slayton numbers? You know, like, I don't know. I don't think any of these guys do. I think it's Fields and Cole Komet, and we're done. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there because the underdog has actually a little less um, – it's not quite – it's not as deep a lineup as as the other, like like a DraftKings slate. So you don't like – yeah, we're not interested in Brown in a, in a six-man lineup. The battle royale is too shallow for a guy like um, Brown. Um, you know, I don't even have Claypool as a guy that I'm listing. You know, I don't even has the viable option just because. Yeah, we're looking. It's a shallow lineup. We're looking for guys with elite option. And as Andrew is going to point out here, I was just about to talk about Kyle Pitts as well. The man is number one in air yards. You know, and if you don't know that, just like the, the yards with your with your targets that you've gotten. So yeah, he's getting targeted. Man, it's just it's Marcus Mariota. It's not Kyle Pitts. I'm so confident in that. So. You know, he just has that potential. If Marcus Mariota could, you know, put that pass a foot to the left, you know what I mean? We're going to see some big games from Kyle Pitts. I do have him. He's not someone – he's someone I just want in that last round of, of the underdog draft. I'm not slamming him there, but I want a couple of Kyle Pitts shares just because I think he does have some high-end outcome. And oh, what he's I, tight end five right now for the thing. So there is some value to get. Mm -hmm. He's not like Mark Andrews who's tight end one, you know, with an injury, you know, off and on right now. Tight end five, I think you could take pop shots at confidence. But yeah. I, I think I'm not targeting this game. I'm not going to sit there and say, this is the game I think that's going to set like fantasy ablaze, right? Like it's, it's a um, lot, a lot to ask for. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. And you know what? I've, and I've been kind of tracking the quarterback and tight end position. And, you know, I'm going to kind of um, talk a little bit more about that in, in, here in shortly. But um, every single matchup, except for last week, the person's had a top three tight end score the battle royale winner the big winner a top three tight end in their lineup for that particular week last week it was top um or you know two weeks ago it was top five um i believe Cole, uh Cole Komet, maybe it was top five um but yeah once once in the last couple weeks it was top five but mostly you're getting top three tight ends so you need a tight end who's going to get that high potential outcome so kyle pitts is somebody i like there um darnell mooney um is somebody else i think you can take a shot on maybe in the sixth round if you have justin fields because he, you know, he's been playing a little bit better lately. And if we're gonna, if we get any sort of step forward with Justin Fields as a passer, I think we're gonna see some big games for those guys down the stretch. The next one I had, man, this is wild. This is just a crazy week. The next game I had up here is Giants versus Lions. 
whew, these are just not names you'd associate with high-scoring football, but here we are. Um, I would take this one. This is a game I would probably yeah, consider. Absolutely. More. Lions are 32nd in points uh, given up to the quarterback. They're dead last. Lions 26th in points given up to wide receivers. Um, yeah, it, it's a good matchup. Uh, Dan, this is Dan, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not Daniel Jones. Um, he does have one uh, top three quarterback performance this year, but man, I'm just, I'm, I, he's, he's someone I, I, I want to take a couple shots on. He's not someone I'm, you know, I know it's a juicy matchup, but he's not someone I'm getting going to get overexposed to just because it is still Daniel Jones. But yeah, the, the quarterbacks here, there's only six quarterbacks drafted in the battle royale. So it's going to be tough for me to fit these guys into my lineup. And I'm not saying you, it's impossible, but uh, you know, I do like the wide receiver matchups a bit more. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously. And then I think, you know, Darius Slayton's a guy to throw in, in that last round as well. Um, Slate, you know, I think he, you know, can be a top 24 wide receiver this week. So there's someone I'm throwing out there as well. No, I think that's right. And I agree with, I agree with Andrew here. Like I would take Pitts over Andrews. Um, I think it's just the right play to do too early for me on a guy that's injured. Uh, Amon Ra, I think what for PPR, I would love to have him. That guy gets every target. He's been a little shallow at the t- touchdowns, but I also think that's just kind of the game plan, right? Like, when you have Jamal Williams, who has been punching it in super easily, or DeAndre Swift that could catch the ball and go in, it wouldn't surprise me if Amon Ra doesn't get a touchdown. And especially, weirdly enough, that that defense, oh, the Giants' defense is pretty stout, mostly at the run. So I, I could see that being kind of tough, too. So I, I would take some on Ra. I would take some Slayton. I don't think I'd take any quarterback here, because as you pointed out, there's only been one quarterback top-end week for Daniel Jones. And that's he had to run 100 yards to do that. He hasn't done that since. He hasn't even come close. So I would probably dodge the quarterbacks on this. I think the wide receivers have a, could be one-offs that I think are nice to have. Right? Yep. I would stack the game after this, honestly. That's right. I would stack the last game on our list when we get to that. But I think you can argue that having one of these guys like Slayton or Amon Ra could be like that little difference maker. Because people are going to draft Amon Ra, but who's drafting Slayton? I, I don't know. I don't know any people who are. Um, yeah, you know, Darius Slate, yeah, like I said, he's just, he's more someone I'm actually targeting more in like a DraftKings style lineup. Like I said, this is a little bit shallow for someone like Darius Slayton, but still someone you can throw a dart throw in that in that last round. Uh, Chiefs versus Chargers here, 49.5 over under total. Uh, you know, McCormick is the quarterback, too, in fantasy this week. Uh, you know, it's it's looking like it's going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Kadarius Tony this week. Juju Smith-Schuster still in concussion protocol. Nicole Hardman on IR. Um, you know, the Chargers wide receivers are a mess. Yeah, this game's a little, 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 looking a little less attractive as I'm talking my way through it as it was when I was writing this. But it's definitely um, I, misleading. Yeah it, it, yeah, it looks like a great matchup on paper. Um, I still think we're going to see some points out of this game, though. It's Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs defense is not very good. I think you will see some success on the Justin Herbert side as well. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if you're looking at MVS or Kadarius Tony, you can look at. MVS just I just I despise MVS. I'll tell you right now. I just despise him. <laughs> I, I do. I don't understand the hype for him. I never will. I get it, he's big, he's fast. But I call him the Kobe Fleeters of the wide receiver. I've always referenced him as that. He's just he is. He's Kobe Fleeter. Guy who got paid, like you know, to play with, with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Um I think you know, if you're interested in those guys, like I would just say that get weird and get Noah Gray. Like at that point, just get weird, get Noah Gray. Oh, I think you can get away with Harry's Tony, but I feel like NBS and Noah Gray are like the same player at this point. Because oh, whoa, 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 that you is harsh. Watch, like, Noah Gray's caught some touchdowns, right? Like, if you're gonna be going around for yeah. for like NBS, I'll just go grab Noah Gray. I got, I don't know, I don't, I don't like any of these guys. 
I think you I, could I, like Mahomes because Mahomes is probably one is the most efficient guy possible out there. But Bill Gray like can just go out there and catch a touchdown for you know and get three catches. It, it's no different than MVS get three catches and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a yeah, but you know Travis Kelsey, yeah, uh, it, it, Marcus Valdez Gantling. Well, you know I think. I think he's going to have some big games down the stretch. He's just too involved in the offense. So we'll see about that. But yeah, it, it's definitely a game that's uh, not, uh, you know, I don't even think that's, you know, I think I threw that in there. Yeah. That was, I was, he was just said, it. Andrew just said it. I was just about to say, I was like, I threw this game in here. It's even, I knew it was the Sunday night game. I was just yeah. about to say that. I was like, I, I threw this game in here. It's a Sunday night game. Um, Andrew, that was a good call. I was just thinking that myself as I was talking my way through it um, because mm-hmm. I can't draft Travis Kelsey. That's what brought it to me. I was like, wait a minute. I was I like, he's not on the Travis list. Kelsey. He's not, not on the list. list. Hey, but I, I, was exci- I was excited to talk about it. I probably threw it in there because I was excited to talk about my Chiefs. You know, I'd like to throw them in there anytime I can. So I'm still glad we got to talk about it a little bit. It'll be fun for some. If you, I like to play captain on DraftKings, so I'll be definitely playing this that on Sunday night this week. Um, yeah, but uh, the last one I had up here was Cowboys versus Vikings. Um, Cowboys, 31 to the Packers, 29 to Chicago, 26 to Philly. Uh, Vikings, 26 to Arizona, 30 to the Bills. I think we're going to see some high. I, the Cowboys defense is salty. They, they, they get some pressure on the quarterback, but I think we're going to see a high-scoring game here. That's that's This is, I think, the game to target, right? You have multiple options here. You have possibly – the number one receiver on both teams finishing this week and possibly the number one tight end finishing from these teams this week, right? Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson put up work for their teams. I can't say the same for the other teams we talked about. I can't say the same for Bears Falcons. I can't say the same for Giants Lions. When Daniel Bellinger was around, I would say that for the Giants, but none of those guys have tight ends. I'm fully confident in putting up a touchdown in like six catches. But I do yeah. have that for both Vikings and the Cowboys. I get it. You know, T. Hawkins hasn't done it yet because he just got there. But he had a hundred percent catch rate last week. Sorry, the two weeks ago, and then last week he caught another six receptions. He's obviously going into the two spot. Yeah, it is. To, yeah, it'll be tough to get uh, JJ and CD and CD in the same lineup. But if you do enough battle royales, you never know what can happen. Uh, yeah, I have Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins as sleeper quarterbacks. You know, not someone I'm. Probably, I'm not, you know, there's someone borderline, some of those borderline, that top six options. So I'm not going to get them in a ton of lineups, but the game's going to be high scoring. So there are a uh, uh, little bit deeper in drafts. Um, CD Lamb, of course, is, is going to be the target with Dak Prescott, but uh, Dalton Schultz is one of my uh, tight ends to target this week as well. So I really like that. TJ Hawkinson, like we said, 19 targets in the last couple of weeks. Uh, not t- not touching any other. Um, Tony Pollard might be seven. Like, I, 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 I said I said Tony Pollard. I meant TJ uh, Hawkinson got 19. No, I meant to say like Tony Pollard's RB7, though. He's like super mm-hmm. low for – I don't know. Like I would take him. No, I, mean, I think yeah. he's actually further than that. Um, oh, no, Tony Pollard's like low. I have him – like we're going to get to some RB uh, running back values here, and he's the first guy on my list. I, I know Ezekiel Elliott's coming back this week, but I'm taking advantage of that. Yeah, he's you know top 12 running back these last couple of weeks, and I, he's, he's a great pick deeper in drafts. Yeah, absolutely. like that a lot. Um, yeah, with that, I get, we will, we'll dive into some quarter. So how I structure the show, you know, just based on stuff I've noticed is, uh, I like to go over specifically quarterbacks and tight end plays because like I've talked to people, um, every single, uh, battle Royale winner this year has had a top three quarterback from that week in their lineup. So there's only a finite amount of guys with that in their range of outcomes. So I like to cover the guys that I believe 
um, have that in their range of outcomes for the week. Tight ends, same deal. It, until just a couple weeks ago, it was a top three tight end every single week, but there was a week, a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago where a it was a top five tight end. So we are looking for guys with high range of outcomes here. In my first tier of players here uh, for the quarterback position, I have Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Josh Allen is playing in a dome this weekend, or you know, he's playing at in Detroit. I'm sorry, and that is going to be, uh, yeah, like no more snow for Josh Allen. I think you know you can fire him up in lineups. Um, I don't disagree with those. I think um, where they're being drafted is a little early for me, though. I think Justin Fields is a first rounder. Josh Allen, I think, is a first rounder on the flip. Right now in Battle Royales, uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going double their ADP. So I think you can get away Jalen Hurts. And you know he's good for one rushing touchdown a week. So that's usually mm -hmm. some value there. I think the rushing upside on Jalen is really low, though. Um, he hasn't had those 100-yard rushing games like Justin Fields or you know or Josh Allen have done. Mm -hmm. He's not doing that. I think if you're going to go this early, it's, it's Fields, and that's it. Maybe Allen, but... I could you see this game being a little bit low scoring with them having mm -hmm. to travel to Detroit, having to then play against a team that is pretty strong on defense at times and that will run the ball, right? Like, look, if you look at the Dolphins last week that went against the Browns, that was a low scoring game overall, right? And that game ended kind of quick. So it wouldn't surprise me if Josh Allen just has like a, oh, you know, we're up a couple of scores and then the then, you know, they the Browns give up and just try running the ball all the time and just call it a day. Yeah, and and what and one thing to consider is that the battle royales open all week long. So there was somebody who got Josh Allen in the third round just a couple days ago. So when you're drafting Josh Allen and the quarterback in the first round coming up as the weekend gets here, you're not getting a lot of leverage on that. There's somebody who got him three, two or three rounds earlier earlier in the week when they thought we were going to be playing in three feet of snow. So. Um, just to consider that, Josh Allen, that's why I'm probably not going to be drafting him a lot this weekend. I'm just going to be hoping that he does not have a, a big-time game this weekend, and hopefully he wasn't a steal for somebody earlier in the week. But, yeah, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts still quarterback uh, seven, uh, quarterback one in seven to nine games this year. You know, you got some solid uh, stacking options with these guys. Another thing I like to point out each week is that, um, you know, most of the winners have a single stack. Um, you know, there's some guys, there's some bringbacks brung in there, but, um, you know, you – the double stack isn't an option in the battle royale unless it's, you know, you can slide in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I suppose, with Tua if you can do it. Um, it's that's hard. To, that's impossible to do most in most battle royales, um, just with how the how high those guys are. But um, but most of the time, the double stack just is a, a viable, just because you're yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. really high end outcomes, and is you know just being so shallow, you know, it's tough for two guys on the same team to break out like that. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Unless you're expecting like uh, you know a ridiculous scoring game, and I think and I think we do have this one though this week. I think there is that game, which is Cowboys Vikings. Mm -hmm. um, I know that Dal like Dak Prescott's picked in the last round. Like I would be on just for me, it's either Justin Fields or Dak, and that's it. Uh, where they're going at, based on their game situation, based on the weapons that are alive right now. I mean, as much as I want to think Jalen Hurts will do well, and I think he will. Losing Goddard's huge. Yeah. Losing Goddard's way bigger than I think people, and then having an injured AJ Brown, a guy that's prone to a little bit of mistakes, is also like a problem. So I I don't know. It's 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 interesting that I think Jalen Hurts could be that guy up there that's going to finish as a top three quarterback, but his value is still just too expensive. I I, I just I don't know. I think I'd take a Dak or or even Kirk Cousins. Most likely I'll take Dak though. He slings mm -hmm. the ball way more. 
over than I, than I would for most of the quarterbacks in between them. I think Justin Fields is obviously the one, right? He's going to get to the Lions. He's going to, he's probably going to run for 300 yards and throw for six. It's going to be a good time for everybody else. Yeah, it, it, it's a juicy matchup for uh, Justin Fields this weekend. Um, the, uh, is he playing the Falcons, right? Falcons? Yes, he's playing the Falcons. Two great matchups in a row. But um, <laughs> yeah, I have uh, in my next tier here, I had Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you know, we know what he can do. It hasn't happened in the last few weeks, but he can be, you know, just with his depressed state, he's going 9.1. You know that 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 that's pretty good value, especially just for his upside. You know, the quarterback can win you weeks in this in this battle royale just with the shallower format. You know, Dak Prescott, like you said, um, that's a great. He's been quarterback four and seven over the last two weeks. Um, yeah, it has some nice stacking options with with CD Lamb and Dalton Schultz is one of those tight ends I'm going to highlight with those high range of outcomes this week. Uh, and Joe Burrow, Hickens and Boyd, you know, you know where those targets are going to go. And uh, Pittsburgh's 26 in the fantasy points given up to quarterback. Yeah. And I think that's that's definitely a fine pickup too. I just don't want a game that ends quick. But you also, I think didn't. Yeah, I think the Steelers played the Bengals earlier and kind of crapped all over Joe Burrow. Yeah, no, the, the that's uh the the Steelers beat up Joe Burrow last time. So yeah. like it, I so, know uh, I've heard a lot of people want that. I just don't think it's going to happen twice in a row. I know people are on the Pittsburgh defense this week and you know cash lineups and stuff, but I just don't think it's going to happen twice in a row. I mean, I feel more comfortable taking like Derek Carr. I think mm-hmm. it's weird, but I feel comfortable like in that realm, I guess, because you know he's going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams a ton and Devontae Adams has big games. But I just, I just think it's interesting. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot less quarterbacks that are going to be on the upside based on matchups, based on teams they're facing. Um, a lot of run heavy teams right now kill a lot of games. You know, I've been in games where we've been watching, we watched them. They, They'll end their game, and another team barely gets to the fourth quarter because <laughs> they're they're running the ball so much. So it is something to be wary about. Yep, absolutely. I you know last two I just had here. You know, I'm someone you know if you're doing a lot of drafts, maybe consider Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. It's just not in their like Andrew asked a question here. Uh, you know, are you get to get contrarian with Russ at all? Um, you know, if this is DraftKings, you know, yeah, I'm throwing uh, Russ in some lineups this weekend. But I just think the underdog is just too shallow. You're only getting six quarterbacks drafted. And I just don't think Russell will, you know, I think Russell, I know the Raiders do stink. That's also true, Andrew. But, uh, you know, it's it's just not in Russell Wilson's range of outcomes, I think, to be a top three quarterback. I think he can have a nice week. I think he's a good DraftKings play. But I just don't put him in this battle royale slate. Um, and, uh, Andrew, I'm not smart enough to figure, like, I've, I've been asking. I need to remember how to do live drafts on a stream. I'm not a tech-savvy guy. This is, like, this is me This is me doing a lot right now, just running this this basic show. So, um, what I will, I, I want to get a live draft on here, though. So, maybe we will do that here next week or in the near future. Those It is super fun to do live drafts on the show. I like them a lot. Um, I do like no, Andrew's point, though. I took it a few Suttons, actually. I was like, you know, if I'm going to grab yeah. anyone to be mm-hmm. contrarian, I want the guy that's the last person on this team. From the yeah, line, you know, I was taking some Sutton. I was taking some Terry McLaurin, you know, a lot of these upside matchups. Uh, I think I like that. I may yeah. not take Russ, but I'll take Sutton. Sutton is uh, Sutton's a good play. I have him, you know, I, I'm, I, and I did a, I do a DraftKings thread every week on Twitter, and I had Cortland Sutton as a big play. Those the Raiders have been bad. That's where Russell Wilson's only really good performance of the season came. So, you know, if you're doing some DraftKings this week, get yourself a Cortland Sutton, uh, Russell Wilson stack. I think that's a, actually a good play. Um, 
for the tight ends here, you know, this is another one. Like I said, we're looking for a high range of outcomes. If you're when you're doing battle royale, the tight there's shallow lineup. So that tight end position is a lot more important. The quarterback position is a lot more important because it's making up a lot more percentage of your points as opposed to a DraftKings style lineup where you have nine people, you know, or in it or so or nine or ten. So, you know, it's it doesn't make up a higher percentage of your points. So you want to focus on these positions. Um, and a tier by himself, although he's not healthy, I have Mark Andrews. I, you know, I haven't, he's, he has, he has a high ADP. So, you know, it's not someone I've been slamming down, but I think you do need to get some Mark Andrews just with the chance that he plays. You know, I, I have just a couple shares this weekend. Um, he's been limp. I have him as limited in practice uh, a couple days before this. And I know he was absent in the media portion today, but I think he got out there eventually. So, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't think any of us know exactly if he plans on playing this weekend or not, but is that just someone that you'd be completely out on at his ADP or do you think he's worth the risk? I think I'm out. I, I, you know, if I can get Justin Fields, who I think is going to have the, you know, the nuts of the week, I'd rather have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even there, okay. Andrew said, it, and even at the end of the day, it's probably going to be limited snaps. You know, yeah. he, he gets reaggravated. He got injured, got another injury, and then now he's coming back. So, I would, I, I would rather take any of the guys, other guys around him, because I don't think I need to win tight end this week. Okay. Yeah. You know, that, that's all. And I likely, I have been considering him in that last round. I haven't been, I just haven't been able to pull the trigger yet. There's some other guys I've, I've liked. They're a bit more commit just with that questionable tag is sitting right there in that, in that usually that fifth, sixth round range when I was doing drafts also this morning um, in tier two and by himself, I have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, yeah. I keep saying 19 targets in the last two games. He's a big part of the offense. He looks like he could be the, target the second target in that offense more weeks than not um, i think he is yeah exactly so you know is. i think adam Thielen will have his weeks here and there but i think yeah tj hawkins it's going to be consistently that second option um i think his end zone his red zone targets will be questionable for tj hawkinson so i i love hawk in real life i love hawk in real leagues for this probably a little bit less i just i think he's probably when you look at the team though he's probably the fourth option in the red zone, right? You're looking at Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and then TJ Hawkinson. Um, so that kind of scares me a little bit on him, but I think he's a strong value if you're just looking for a guy that's going to get opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's good on its own. Yeah, and I mean, you know, tight most tight ends are we're chasing touchdowns anyway. So I feel like you know that's what we're doing with Hawkinson here in a high scoring matchup. We're hoping he gets one of those touchdowns. Um, I have Dalton Schultz and uh, Cole Komet not too far behind him. Um, you know, Dalton Minnesota is 28th in fantasy points given up to the, or 23rd in fantasy points given up to tight ends. My apologies. 15, uh, and Dalton Schultz has 15 targets in the last two games. Cole Komet is the tight end one over the last two weeks and has five touchdowns in his last three games. This is insane. Um, if I had the target tight end and actually Andrew just brought up, I'd probably take, um, Tyler Higby. I think Higby's where it's at. Um, the team is efficient enough to eat down the field enough. There's no Cooper cup. There is no run game. It's just Allen Robinson in the red zone. You know, he's tied for number one with red zone targets. They lost the number eight guy in red zone targets at Cooper Cup. So it's going to be Allen Robinson and probably Tyler Higby or or Van Jefferson, as we've seen a few weeks in the last year. But it's a bump up. It's a bump up at a chance at red zone. Like you said, we're chasing touchdowns. And Tyler Higby has the floor. So he would probably be a guy to take over. TJ Hawkinson. And okay. funny enough, David Njoku is playing this week. I, I 
Njoku hasn't really done much on the touchdown side, but he was ridiculously efficient when he was on the field. Um, and I think he's a guy I would probably end up targeting. He could be a situation where they think, you know, oh, he's just a decoy, but this is a team that's losing. So there's really no decoy in anyways. It's, they probably just think he's healthy enough to play. So I'd probably target David Njoku gets a Bills team. That's not a bad one. I didn't have him written down, but that, that's a good sleeper one. Uh, you know, just like it, Andrew's getting ahead of me here. I, uh, you know, if, if this is another big underdog man. Like I said, uh, he's going to be coming out with some underdog content tomorrow. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, he's a yes. And my last tier here, I do have Tyler Higby and I have uh, um, Pat Fryermuth as some as some potential targets. Uh, Pat Fryermuth has seven plus targets in six of eight games this year. Tyler Higby. Uh, eight catches with 73 yards last week and right alongside those guys. I also have Kyle Pitts. Um, I just feel like, you know, this is the guy not many people are drafting, but you know, those big weeks are going to, there's going to be one or two down the stretch here. So I'm willing to take a gamble in some of these drafts. All right. I worry, you know, Njoku ends up marking Yeah. Same thing. I just, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my hesitancy as well. Just with David Njoku. I don't oh, know if he comes back. With, yeah, but I would rather point. take a chance on a guy like that you know, at the end of my final pick on a few teams, yeah. then Mark Andrews in the beginning. That makes sense. I agree with that. Um, with that, we'll jump into this finish up here with some running back and wide receiver values. Um, yeah, I just close up, you know, some of my favorite running backs that are going maybe a little bit too late. Uh, Damian Pierce, 20 plus opportunities, um, but just in every game since week three, but just one touchdown in the last five weeks. What do you think about his uh, chances this week? I'm 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 not I'm not going for it. I think it's it's cute. It's nice. I, he's a great player, just not great for fantasy because he doesn't get the red zone a lot. He is going against a team that is pretty stout at the front line, right? You got the Washington your Commanders that have four first rounders on the front lines. It's a tough one. Um, we'll see. I I think Dave Pierce could do something. I just don't know if it leads to end zone. And I just don't trust Davis Mills. I just don't. He's, he hasn't been good, and that sucks. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't. I, I think I would rather grab the options after him than the guys than him himself. <laughs> oh yes, I, I don't. I don't have too much. I know the, the commanders do have a solid fr- up front, but yes, I, I, I think they are a little susceptible still. Um, but yeah, uh, I just ch- chasing target. You know, just opportunity there more than anything. Just hoping they get a drive or two where Damian Pierce could get in the end zone. We'll see. Uh, we talked about Tony Pollard. 29.7, you know, yeah. He, like He's going to a yeah. big discount this week with Zeke coming back. But I think there's – Tony you know, Pollard's Zeke. the RB after Damian Pierce. And Tony Pollard gets the touchdown. Tony Pollard gets the reception. I would just rather – I'd rather get the guy after him, which is David Montgomery, who has the job to himself against the Falcons. Like, give me David Montgomery. All right. David Montgomery this week is a value pick for you. That Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I was, I, was, I was just saying yesterday on Twitter, I was just like, man – all this, all this analysis that we did all offseason just to lead us to David Montgomery playoff season with all these injuries again. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I mean, it's we laugh about it, but isn't that the same story the last two to three years David yeah. Montgomery's been in the league? We always stray away from He's the Devin Single. He's the RB dead zone of Devin Singletary. Melvin everyone Gordon. To, everyone wants to go away from him. Everyone wants to switch. Everyone wants the new guy to come in. It's like, well, guess what, buddy? You're going to get 240 touches at David Montgomery by end of season. Like that's what you're gonna get, and it's gonna be good. He's he's been fantasy relevant. Uh, he, yeah, don't sleep on Brian Robinson, Texas State. Yeah, it's it, I don't know why you got why y'all insist on getting Brian Robinson 
all these tar like I, I I said such an inspirational story, but I just do not think he's that much better than Antonio Gibson. Again, two plus touchdowns. Okay, that, that's dangerous. I I would not want to stake too many battle with only with only like 10 running backs being drafted at most in most of these battle Royale drafts. I am not going to be getting a lot of Brian Robinson DF draft Kings. Yes. That's more of a play for me in that scenario. Um, I have Cordero Patterson as my uh, last RB up here. Uh, he was RB seven, two weeks ago upon his return with less than a 40% snap share. And Chicago has been awful against running backs this year, 28th and fantasy points per game given up to the running back. That's a tough one. I have a question for you really quick. Do you mm-hmm. would you rather have Cordero Patterson or Deontay Foreman this week? Oh man. Uh it's I'd rather I'd rather have Patterson just because the matchup. I think would uh, you rather have Damian Pierce or Deontay Foreman? You gotta remember Deontay Foreman gets the same amount of touches as Damian Pierce. The only difference is one guy falls into the end zone, one doesn't. Would you have Deontay Foreman or Damian Pierce? I have Damian Pierce ranked higher, but you're making me you're making me think about it. <laughs> like it's because touchdowns are worth so much for guys mm-hmm. that don't catch passes. It's, That's true. It's, it's That's true. So bad. I yeah, I, I, I just know that Deontay Foreman's like at the bottom. Like he's at the bottom. He's after Brian Robinson bottom. Yeah. Um, I you know I actually had I was gonna skip. I, you know what? All right, fine. Well, we'll talk. I I actually had Deontay Foreman written down as a fourth value pick. I was gonna skip over. You know what? We're gonna talk about it though. He had does yeah. have, he does have a twenty and a thirty point performance in these last two weeks. And the Baltimore is just an average defense. All right, so you know what? He does have a thirty five point three ADP here. I do have him written down. You're right. It's a good value pick. Uh, I I'm throwing him. Yeah, it's it's a the running back position is something that you can see. This is what I'm talking about. We can. This is why I think tight ends and quarterbacks are so important in this because um, you can find value at the running back and wide receiver position throughout this draft. But it's I don't know. We'll we'll see here. I I really like yeah Deontay Foreman, Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce. Those are my value picks there. Big big fans I mean, there. But there's so much value in these guys. I mean I don't know. I especially because most people are only going to be drafting one running back anyways. It's tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's one, like I said, two. So, like, uh, between nine, ten players drafted. Um, how do you feel about Jonathan Taylor? Um, I, yeah, I think it's got. I, I'm I'm drafting him just because I think you know he does have one of those high end outcomes that we're looking. We're you know we're looking just to nail every single pick in a battle royale just with those limited picks. Um, yes, Jonathan Taylor does have a lot of risk this week. I don't think he's you know I I'm I'm worried about him in, in lineups. You know where I'm just setting him in as in in a league or like a standard league, but in you know, we're looking for high-end outcomes. We're taking some risk in these GPP formats. I don't. I don't hate Jonathan Taylor here. I I don't hate him either. Um, I think, like I said, this is the only reason I'm a little afraid of this particular game. Is this? They're both. These teams are banged up, right? Especially the Eagles coming out of last week. Uh, I I could see this game ending quick, right? You can see the problem with the, anybody that plays against the Colts is that they do nothing but screen passes. They do nothing but short. You know, flats, curls, meshes, drags, etc., and then run the ball. So the games end really fast, and I feel like there's no opportunity for overtimes. There's no opportunity for high-scoring games. You know, so I'm always a little concerned. I think he can play JT. He did well last week, and I and I think with the new coaching, they're gonna run that ball 30 times. But it's one of those. Does he get the end zone? Does are those thirty touches efficient? I think they are. I mean, if Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson could kind of wear them down, I I couldn't see why JT couldn't. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't worry. Like, defensive matchups are always a little bit like they're, they're certainly there. There's something to be had in looking at the defensive matchup. It's always a little bit overrated, in my opinion. Like, I feel like you know the off. Uh, you see offensive players break out all the time against you know these tough defenses, particularly at the quarterback. But yeah, um, it, you know if if it's t- still a tough matchup, so you know that weighs on me a little bit. But um, I still think Jonathan Taylor is still worth his ADP. Um, we'll yeah. finish up here with some wide receivers. Take, Go ahead. I would take Taylor on his team versus Pittman and Campbell against that secondary. Oh yeah, it's I easier agree. to run against them than it is to throw against them. Yeah, and Pittman and who knows who's going to get out in this offense? Paris Campbell has been a wide receiver one the last three weeks he's been healthy with Matt Ryan. That's unbelievable. Um, and then nothing with uh, Sam Ellinger. And Michael Pittman, yeah, he's just been – I just don't think he's the wide receiver one that people were hoping he would be. I think, you know, he's more than just that kind of settled into that wide receiver two range. Uh, but, yes, I think having Matt Ryan back is way better for this offense. Um, yes, yeah. I, I, it's been as hard as it is to believe. I think, yes, I think, I, I'm hoping that we see the Jonathan Taylor that we saw last year. I think we can see two games in a row where the Colts – because we just saw last year how good Jonathan Taylor was. Um, and I'm, I'm just leaning on the talent here. I don't have – you know, the, the stats of this season have not been pretty. I don't have even any underlying Jonathan Taylor metrics. Um, I, you know, all these all these stats, a lot of them I get from player profiler. So I'd like to thank the pod father, uh, Matt Kelly, player profiler, for show, doing all a great job and everything. So that's where I get a lot of these. But, yeah, there's no even underlying stats to point to if that Jonathan Taylor is you know playing good I or would, anything like that. I would point to the fact that the commanders just won by running the ball, right? I would point to that, that that's how you're going to beat this Eagles team. I think the Colts know that, that that's the, like, Hey, we can't beat them with receivers. We can't beat them with quarterback play. We yeah. only have a shot by running this ball down the throw. And you could argue that that's been a strategy for a lot of teams this year, right? The bears, the Falcons, the the Browns, like it's not unviable. So it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he doesn't have to run the ball. Well, he just has to run the ball and get fantasy points. Yeah. And yeah. Stick to what you're good at. You know, um, we saw Carson Wentz, like, Last year when he threw the ball like 12 times, you know, they, they were just trying to keep get anything they could do to get the ball out of his hands to get it in Jonathan Taylor's hands. You could see a little bit of that down the stretch. Matt Ryan has been like, he's better for these fans, but he's been a disaster this year. He he's like, I, I had his turnover stats a couple weeks ago. It was ridiculous how many turnovers he has between the interceptions and fumbles. He was nine for nine. I think nine ITDs, nine interceptions. Yeah. And then he has a ton of fumbles this year too. So it's been a tough year for Matt Ryan. Um, and uh, but yeah, we'll finish up with wide receiver values here. Um, I have four names up here. I'll just I'll just list them off. You can tell me what you think. Uh, so first up, I have Devonte Smith. You know, we talked about Dallas Goddard getting out. ADP thirty two point eight. He's been disappointing the last few weeks. He has Indy coming up here. I think uh, you know there could be an opportunity in this offense with Dallas Goddard out. Uh, Darnell Mooney ADP thirty five point two. Justin Fields. You know, he's 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 improving a little bit as a passer. We're seeing more scoring opportunities. I think you could see, um, and the lot and the Falcons have been awful against wide receivers this year. Uh, Terry McLaurin, ADP twenty two point nine, two hundred yard receiving games in these last two games. It's clear, you know, Taylor Heineke is a lot better for this offense. The, the fantasy players in this offense, and Amari uh, Cooper. It is crazy the the home and away splits, but this guy has four top twenty games this year. He's not playing at home this week either, but he does have four. 20 point games a season and i'm hoping that he it's just like I, I refuse to believe that this man cannot score points on the road so i i do have him as a value still at 32.8 no i i agree with you on that one i think he, he's done it right he's done it 
Yeah. And yeah, it's, it, yeah, these guys, yeah, like I said, those are just some value guys. Um, I think there's just a lot of value to be had at wide receiver and, you know, especially running back. I think uh, there's a lot of value to be had later on in the draft, um, especially, you know, you're getting a quarterback, you can get a running back one in the rankings, you know, with only 10 or 12 running backs being drafted. Wide receiver gets a little bit deeper. But like I said, there's some nice names late in the draft. Um, we will close with answering Andrew's last question here. How do we feel about Olave this week with Winston being the starter, better or worse than 15 points in BR? What do you think? I think he gets less than 15. Because it's half PPR. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, he's not, he's not someone I'm just, I'm a little less excited than I was a guy a couple weeks ago, just, you know, but you know, it's just Jameis Winston. It's been up and down year for both of these guys. They go through hot streaks, Andy Dalton, you know, just a couple weeks ago, people were like, you know, why would we go back to Jameis Winston? So, um, I, I want to see it another week. I want to see him, you know, get a little comfortable with Jameis Winston. I, you know, I like, it's just one of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking him in a couple drafts because, Olave, like a lot of rookie wide receivers in a bad offense, he has that boom potential, but a lot of bust weeks as well. So he's someone I'm not just I'm, I'm not slamming the pick in every single draft, but I, someone I think if you're doing a good amount of drafts, you want some exposure to. Last, last question. Uh, and this is a week we can trust Gabriel Davis. Now that he is playing in Detroit, I think, yes, this is someone I'm going to be drafting at his ADP. I actually – I didn't write him. I, I don't have him in front of me because I was completely avoiding him because I, I, you know, when I was doing these notes, I thought that it was going to be a snow game and I wasn't interested. But um, I would imagine that he's probably floating in that third or fourth round ADP. He's, he's wide receiver nine right now. Um, wide receiver nine. Oh, that's hot. What, what, what? You know that eight? What, what, what pick is that? Probably like in the second or third round. I think the second or third. Ah, um, that's a little hot. My opinion on Gabriel Davis is usually not favorable, but I think if you're trying to take a slate down, you should have some teams with them. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. That's that's and my not to, not as a bring back, but as a one off. Like if I'm bringing in the house on Vikings, Cowboys, and then I just throw in some Gabe Davis. Yeah, <laughs> twenty four is not that bad. I I yeah. I, I draft Gabe Davis. Nine, though. Yeah, I mean that. I don't hate. Like I said, yeah, that's somebody I, I'm you know I'm not. I don't like. It's not super safe, but we're not playing super safe in these formats in the GPP format. So. I, I don't mind getting some exposure just in that case that he does catch three passes. I don't even think it's likely that he, you know, he has a big game this week, but yeah. you know, just in that range, he has the, you know, a top five wide receiver just in his range of outcomes. So I think he got to take him. Yeah. A little He's bit. either zero or 17. It's one of the two, you know, it's, it's zero or 17. And I think that's, that's the best way to play him. I think if you're not, if you're playing, because most of the guys that play battle Royale are maxing out or having a good chunk of teams. If he's not on any teams, I would be surprised. Yeah. Agreed. But um, all right. Hey, with that, we're, we're finishing up. Davis, what, what what are some stuff you got coming out? Uh, what are you working on coming up? Uh, right now, I'm just doing trade articles for fantasy6pet.net. Uh, that's where I mostly do during regular season. But most of my good content, my main stuff, I would say, is for the underdog items are going to be during off season. So I will start doing more content back into summer, back into from draft day till actually, we do, I do articles pre draft all the way to draft. Uh, so I. If you want to catch myself for best ball catcher there right now, my advance rates are about 36%. So I know what I'm doing for the most part. I love it. Hey, yes, yes. you. Uh, yeah. I love the content that you're putting out. Look, looking forward to chatting with you, with you, with all the other uh, underdog guys in our little Twitter chat. Um, Andrew just pointed out that Juju is out. That's kind of what I anticipated just with the yeah. concussion. Um, 
like protocol the way it is now, I, I think you're going to see guys more than not miss that second week. And it was it was scary. Yeah, yeah, you saw him kind of do that hand frozen, kind of similar to Tua. His hands locked up in front of him, so that was scary. So um, hopefully he gets better right now. I did see Andrew also. He's keeps he's bragging now. He he's 53rd in the battle royale. Um, oh, wow. So uh, I I saw him post that. I don't. Where do you get? Hey, where do you, Andrew? Before we sign off here, where do you get? these underdog leaderboards. I can't, I can't find it. Where, where do you get these? I, you could tell me too. It's uh underdog actually posts them every week. Oh, should so I just go to their Twitter? Thing. It's their pinch pin oh. tweet. It'll be the top 500. I'm wow. close. I have a couple of teams that are right under the 500 mark. And I'm very annoyed because it's this far away every single time. It's like five points, 10 points short of being top 500. I have a couple of those. Okay. All right. I'll have to check that out. I'll see here. Like I said, I have, I have my, uh, Oh my goodness. I have, I've commit on that team too. I haven't even looked at it in the last couple weeks. I just remembered I have commit on the team too, but I have Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley and uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I'm just hoping that those are running backs are just going to have some killer uh, playoff weeks here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, guys, it was great talking to you. Um, you're doing good luck on this weekend on your battle royale. We'll be back uh, next Friday with some underdog stuff. And, uh, we'll, you know, SGPN puts out, fan- I, I know because I edit it, we put out multiple articles every single day. And it, so the, check back SGPN daily for more fantasy football content. Have a great week, everybody. Good luck. Have a good one.